Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. My name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I am part of a group of private practitioners who have taken client care into our own hands. We are skilled clinicians who pride ourselves on providing high quality care to our clients and their families. We are fighting against productivity requirements, administrative red tape, and unnecessary restrictions. We started our own private practices to take control of our professional and personal lives, of our schedules, of our incomes, of our future. We work hard for our clients, but on our terms. We believe in helping others, but also helping ourselves. We are not interested in competing with each other because we hope we'll all make it. We are successful private practitioners, and these are our stories. All right, so my name is Leanna Valentine. I am in Weatherford, Texas, which is about 30 miles west of the DFW area. And the name of my business, it's a DBA pending PLLC, um, SpeechWorks Therapy. Fantastic. So tell me a little bit about your clinical background and what you, what you did kind of from the time of your CF through when you started thinking about private practice. Okay. Um, private practice. I started thinking of that um, in grad school. Um, I was, when I took three semesters off between undergrad and grad school and that I went to UNT for both of my programs and they built a new building for speech and hearing, the speech and hearing clinic. It is beautiful, gorgeous. And so when I started grad school, I got to experience the newness and it was, I think second semester. And I thought, I want to do this. I want to have one of these. This is what I want to do. But um, I've always done peds. Um, right now I'm doing PRN with um, an agency that works with geriatrics. And it's interesting because I'm learning new things, mm -hmm. but peds is my love. It's my passion. So um, I, as I was going through, I did schools the first couple of years and realized that's just not for me. So I went into medical for about seven, eight, eight or nine years, and then went back to schools for a little while so I could develop my private practice so I could see kids on the side after I saw kids at school. Um, but so that was like a scheduling kind of a... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was also, um, I didn't want to have a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to make sure that I was following the rules and not stepping on any toes by working with one agency, but seeing my own kids um, myself. So I thought that would be the best way. And then I could see kids in other areas like Granberry while I worked in Weatherford seeing kids in Granbury and Cleburne and those areas and still kind of not enter 
that conflict of interest of seeing any kids in Weatherford. I just, I was very careful about that. I, I deliberately wanted to make sure that I didn't step on any toes or do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And so who are your favorite kinds of kids to see? Um, kids on the spectrum, autism. It, it's my favorite just because they're puzzles. And when they have those aha moments, it's magical to me. And, and when you start seeing that emerging communication, be it the total communication with the device or spoken word, it's, it's thrilling for me. It, it's always something that I can come home and I do the happy cry, you know, because I'm just so proud of what they're able to accomplish and that I was a part of that. That's really special to me. Well, and depending on, you know, different settings, you get more or less of that, right? I mean, you can also within private practice, if you're especially, um, we can talk more about where, where you're seeing your, your clients, but if you then have more contact with your fam- with their families. That's what I do. I'm strictly home health. So I, I get to have those moments with the families and, and I like it because they watch what I do. So that way they're doing it when I'm not there. It's in their organic environment. So I'm using tools and family members and making it like a holistic instead of just the, you know, sterile kind of outfit of a clinic setting. I've done clinic settings and it's good, but there's something about going into somebody's home and becoming part of their family for that moment in time and helping them get to where they need to be. It's, it's thrilling for me. Well, and you can see tremendous progress in those settings. Yes. Yes. And especially like in the schools, when I did groups, you just, you don't see the same amount of progress that you do the one-on-one and, you know, whether it be 30, 45 or 60 minute sessions Mm -hmm. that, and that bond that you get because you're focusing your attention on that kid and they're doing the same with you. It's great. That's fantastic. And so, okay. So you go to people's homes. So Mm -hmm. that means you don't have clinic space. Correct. Right. Okay. So you're, you're going to people's houses and then what does your, are you private pay only? Do you do insurance? I do it all. I'm trying to get connected with different insurance companies. Um, I do private pay. I've got Cook's Children's Health Plan. They're um, different is that, is plans. That specific to Texas? That's not one I'm familiar with. Yeah, it's Medicaid. Oh, it's Medicaid. Okay. It's a Medicaid MCO. Trying to get on with Group. I've got United Healthcare, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Aetna, trying to get in with TRICARE. So I, I kind of started small with what I knew I needed or what was needed in the area. And then as I've got new referrals, then I've kind of branched out and gone into trying to get contracts with other insurance companies, which I'm very excited about the private practice solution. And <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> insurance person, I'm so excited to learn more because yeah. it's it's a hard road to try to figure out all the intricacies, the ins and outs of each specific insurance and how long they take to pay back and what requirements they have for documentation and reimbursement. Yeah. So it's not the fun part of the job. No, it's not. But what is what is your advice? like so far to someone who's just thinking about, you know, I'm right now on private pay or maybe people who haven't even started yet. What, what would your advice be to people who are thinking about starting to become credentialed with insurance companies? I would figure out what is the largest insurance, like talk to your doctors and say, ask what insurances their patients take, or, you know, like if they have the referrals what kinds of like, oh, well, you know, we have a lot of kids that are mayor group or we have a lot of kids that are cooks. 
Um, and so that way you kind of know your need. And if you live in an area where there's not a whole lot of private pay availability, then you're not going to get as many clients or as many patients. And so that's what I did is I knew that I had some that when I used to work for another home health agency, they said, okay, well, when you're, when you do your private practice, you call me because I'll be ready. And so I knew that they had government based insurance. And so I knew that's where I needed to start. And then I've just grown slowly based off of the needs of um, patients in the area. That's fantastic. So kind of piggybacking on that, mm -hmm. where are you getting most of your referrals from at this point? Well, and that's the funny thing. I sent out tons of baskets and I've gone and handed out cards and, you know, the little rat cards and everything, but the majority is from word of mouth, either from prior patients or like they'll post something on Facebook, like, oh my gosh, she's an amazing therapist. Check her out. Um, and then I've gotten to know referral coordinators at doctor's offices. I've gone and met with them because they're the ones that handle all the paperwork. Yeah. And sometimes we'll chat on the phone for 10 minutes, just about random stuff. And then I get more referrals there, but it's not directly from doctors because I've been doing this privately full time for a year. I celebrated one year, June 1st. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> nice. So, I mean, my name's out there, mm -hmm. but it's not a well-known name. Um, and then also there is a not-for-profit um, school that works with children um, on the spectrum or like a variety of different um, needs and abilities and they have a waiting list. And so they give um, referrals to me as well. So, well, that's nice too, because otherwise they might be competitors essentially. Right. Right. Yeah. And um, the speech therapist, she's just full and she said, I, you know, I just have no more space. And so I went and chatted with her. We've met and I told her, you know, what I do. And so she's been sending me referrals that are appropriate. Well, and that's really, that's nice, right? Because that shows that both, both of y'all are just want the best for these kids, right? Exactly. Like it's not about keeping people on a wait list for forever to like, yes. you know, keep, keep everybody to myself. Right. It really should be about, okay, here, here's a, a person and a family who's in need and let's get them, you know, someone who can help them sooner than later. So I think that exactly. sometimes people are reluctant to, you know, talk to, to people that they might otherwise be in competition with, but it can be a really nice relationship. It really can, because like you've said, you know, when you're talking about your niches, if like my niche is oral motor and working with kids on the spectrum using total communication AAC devices, but, you know, she works on something entirely different. She does like the social thinking approach, the Michelle Garcia winner, and that's, that's not my wheelhouse. And so, you know, she and I can figure out like things like that. I've also, I made a list of um, alternate therapy providers in the area. So that way if a family contacts me and says, okay, I need someone who um, works on feeding. That's not me. I'm oral motor, but not when it comes to feeding. So here's a list of alternate therapy providers. When you call them, ask these questions. So that way you're making sure that you're getting the therapist that you need, not just someone like, oh, here's a referral. He's in your area. Go see him. Right. Right. Um, that's fantastic. So a lot of word of mouth, it sounds like. And then yeah. some of these kind of relationships, um, the referral coordinators, at mm -hmm. pediatricians offices. And um, then um, 
some back to school fairs. I've done some back to school fairs and gotten my name out that way. So I've gotten a few patients on my caseload that way. Nice. And probably since you're also on these uh, credentialed with these various insurance companies, you're probably also listed on their websites. Yes. I've had three phone calls in this year um, where they said, you know, I always ask, how did you hear about me? And it's, oh, your name was on the provider list or Blue Cross Blue Shield said you're in my area. And so I, I've gotten a few that way, but I would say the majority of it is word of mouth. Okay, great. Fantastic. So my next question is, what does a typical day look like for you at this point? Hmm. <laughs> I know, I know there's no such thing as like a typical day. And that's a no such question. thing, Jenna. In general. Um, okay. So like, for example, now that we're in summertime, the majority of my patients are after school. And so now they've all decided they want mornings. So that's rocked my world in a, a whole different way because mm -hmm. the alarm goes off and I'm like, oh no, no, it's not, we're not supposed to be getting up at this time. I'm still supposed to be asleep. Um, but usually I see kids during the summer in the mornings. I have some stragglers that mm -hmm. do after school, like when parents get off of work or when they get home from day camp or, you know, whatever. But I average, I'm looking at my schedule right now, about five to eight patients a day, depending on who needs what time. I've got about, I would say 20 to 25 visits a week. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's fantastic. And that, how long did it take you to build up to that level? Would you say? Um, I think you, you said you just, you just had your year anniversary. So did it take yeah. you about a year to get to that level? Or have you been there for six no, months? Or? I, um, I tripled my caseload in eight months. And I, I still haven't figured out how I did that. Um, Don't complain, I, just say thank you. Right? <laughs> just rest and move on. Um, no, when I decided to start my practice, which is part-time, it was March of 2016. Mm -hmm. And I started with one patient. And then by the time I decided to go full-time, which was, what, 15 months later, I had four patients. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, if I can just get three more patients on my caseload, I, I will be at a number that we're all okay with for mortgage and bills and all that. And then I just, you know, I hustled and I would go to the doctor's offices and I would get to know the referral coordinators and, you know, encourage families. I, with my webpage, I did a testimonial mm -hmm. form on Google. And so then I plopped that in there. I did some, a couple of uh, blogs slash newsletters, mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So I just kind of immersed myself and just got it all. Yeah. Just got it all out there and you build it and they come, I guess. Well, they build it. it, it okay. That only works if you're strategic about it. True. Yes. Right? So you, you built it and you told a lot of people that you were available. Oh, yes. Right. So you, yes. whether it was the referral coordinators, whether it was the insurance panels, whether it was the people on Twitter or Instagram or all the things that you just named. Right. Right. So, so you, um, it was, I guess what I'm saying is it wasn't without effort. Oh no, I've been, this has been planning for 15 years. Yeah. It's been 15 years of planning. I did the ASHA private practice course. Yeah. I was an assistant manager at a clinic in Fort Worth and I learned how to do billing and CPT codes and ICD-9, that's what it was, then codes. So it's just, it's like you said, it, it has been building to that moment. But I was just surprised at how quickly 
I, I was expecting it to take a lot longer and it didn't. And I'm pleased, very pleased. Yeah. Well, I think that's a testament to you too, right? So not only did you have this vision and you made it happen, but the people in your community have obviously, you know, enjoyed, even if it was like the 10 minute, you know, phone calls with the yeah. referral coordinators, right? You have a, a very friendly, warm personality that I think probably oh, people you. are just like, oh, like this, this woman, you know, it seems nice and smart and, you know, I'll send her people. Yeah. So, I, I hear people tell me that I have a, a happy smile. So <laughs> I stick with that. Well, and, and I can actually, the, the people who are listening can't see your they happy cannot, smile. I can see your see happy, happy smile. smile. They can if they go to my website or yeah, they go yeah. to, <laughs> that has my picture on there. And what's your website? It's uh, speechworkstherapytx.net. Fantastic. And I will also have that um, on the show notes page for oh, this interview so that people can, can go there. So what does the next six to 12 months look like for you? What are you anticipating in terms of, um, you know, the future? Um, I still, I just want it to be me. I'm not looking for massive growth. Um, I always had it set in my mind that I would just be a sole practitioner and not, you know, have colleagues that work alongside me. Um, that's just because for my business model, that's just my comfort zone. And I would rather focus on quality of care and doing, and still being passionate about what I do instead of having to worry about the business management aspect of it. Um, I definitely want to get on board with more insurance companies. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to have enough time, whatever that is, um, for like TPT stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I've got some ideas, but they're, they're here in my head. They're not, I, I'm just, I'm not at, at that point where I'm so organized that everything's flowing yet. I'm still kind of, you know, making it as I go. And then like, okay, yeah, I'll organize that later. Like one of my, um, my two things, my two commitments was yeah. to interview with you, which I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely I, love it. And I finally finished my credenza. There's like some little pieces that I want to um, glamorize, I guess. But now I have something that I can put materials on and file folders and get more organized that way because right now I kind of took over our dining room table and it's the command center with papers everywhere. And that's not really how I work, but for now that's what I have to do because I'm not going to sacrifice a kid's therapy session or providing them with materials because I need to be a little OCD with my organization. <laughs> well, I think that systems take time to develop, right? And yeah. like you've had massive growth in the past year, right? Yes. Yes, and, I have. And more growth planned, at least in terms of different insurance companies and whatnot. Yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah, so it would be good if you could be, you know, super organized, but you have to also, you know, be kind to yourself and realize that you've, you have this really explosive growth and now you have to catch up to it from a systems perspective. Right. Exactly. That's a perfect way to describe it. Nice. So what other things maybe have we not touched on that you would like to share or if you have any tips for the listeners? Oh, well, um, I remember one of the questions was anything that I can provide to other therapists or, you know, the people that are deciding to do this on their own. Um, I made this just kind of quick um, articulation and language screen for itty bitties up to, I think, fifth grade. 
Um, and I don't know if I can share. Let's see if I can be smart and do this real quick. <laughs> we can uh -huh. also um, get like a PDF version or whatever, oh, yes. or whatever it is. And then I can also link that on the website yes. so that people can download it. Okay. So I'm going to say share screen. So what I did with this, this is, um, I got, I cannot remember. It was off of one of the Facebook oh, nice. websites. Beautiful. Okay. And Describe what it is visually so people can, can think okay, about it. Okay. So it's basically an articulation screener, but just kind of all chunked into one page. Um, and they're photos, free photo stock images that I got off the internet. Um, and it checks for every phoneme, every consonant phoneme in every position. And there are pictures that, you know, some of them are cartoony looking or like drawings and some of them are actual photographs. And um, I decided to do that. So that way I can quickly look. It's kind of like a version of a GFTA, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I don't have scores, obviously. But it's just more to see like, oh, okay, this is, he's saying his R's wrong inconsistently and he's in third grade. E, we probably need to go ahead and do an assessment. And then I turned it into English greener form. There we go. So it has the grid where you can make the plus minus whatever kind of um, oh, nice. ticks you want. And at the end or at the bottom of it, I have this um, speech sound development chart and to the right is the phonological processes. So I can quickly go over the parents if they're like, oh my gosh, he's three and he can't say his S's. That's okay. That's okay because they have until seven. Here, look at this chart. Or, you know, they're doing a lot of final consonant deletion. Oh, look, he's five. But it says here it should be gone by three, three. So um, I did that and then kind of a language screener that I have pictures that go along with that. That's on the back side. Nice. Um, so that way it's like a quick thing. If they're not really sure, I have, and I've got like a little table and chairs that I have at the back to school screenings or back to school fairs. And then I say, Hey, just let me talk to him for five minutes and I'll let you know whether or not you need to invest any time into it. Um, this, this, first of all, this is very visually appealing. Um, just wait till you guys download this. It's got lots of great like clip art images, photographs, very, looks very easy to use. Um, it's only a couple of pages. And this is the language screener. It has like a picture where I can do a lot of WH questions. Oh, and I did a Spanish one. I'm about 80% bilingual on the Spanish side. And the area where I work also has a um, dense Hispanic population. Mm -hmm. And so I um, downloaded a TPT free articulation screener for Spanish and then developed a quick little language screener to go with that as well. Oh, fantastic. Well, good. Well, we'll have, have links to some of that stuff on the um, page or on the website for, uh, that the show notes will be on. Okay, perfect. I, I think this is, I mean, you are off to such a phenomenal start. And I know that you said it was 15 years in the making, but it seems like it's just really coming together for you very nicely this year. And you also, I like that you're like, nope, I, you know, I just want this to be me. I don't want to have contractors. I don't want to have employees. I'm happy doing this, you know, you know as kind of is. I'll do, I will do need, need to do marketing to replace discharged clients, but I'm right. not necessarily looking, you know, to get huge. And I think that that's fantastic. I, and that is a compliment coming from a fellow colleague. 
<laughs> because like, you know, when someone else says it, who's like a family member and they, I think they feel obligated, like, oh, you're doing a great job. Leah. I'm like, no, but you don't know. <laughs> you don't know what all goes into this. Yeah. So when it's coming from someone else, especially, I mean, Jenna, the independent <laughs> clinician, <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a big compliment. So thank you very well, much. <laughs> I mean, the whole point of private practice is to make it work for you and your family and so that you can um, live the life that you wanted to, right? So yeah. that means treating the kids or the treating the population you want to serve. It means being able to set your hours. It means figuring out what your, you know, reimbursement structure and rate and all that kind of stuff is going to be. Um, so that you, you have to, you know, you're making a choice. This to me, private practice is an alternative solution to a quote unquote regular job. So, you know, you, you did the schools, you know, you did, you know, um, adults healthcare and now, now you're doing this. And I think that that is fantastic. So I think that you should keep going. You're clearly doing something right. Yes. You know, maybe work on streamlining some systems, if only just to, you know, make sure you keep yourself sane and that's save a some time. Yeah, that, that's a biggie. And what I, I like most about private practice is that I'm doing it my way. I always want to give 100% to my kids, no matter what the cost. And, you know, sometimes in other jobs, because of the high caseload, you're not able to provide that. And with this, I mean, I'm putting my care, my stamp on it from the day I call or that family calls me and I talk to them from the day that we have a graduation party with cupcakes and a diploma at the, you know, at the end. So that's, that's what I like about it is that I get to put my stamp on it. And it's, it's not just, I'm providing a service, but I'm giving my all to your kids so they can be the best communicator that they can be. Well, on that note, thank you for this wonderful interview and thank you for sharing your story with our thank listeners. You. And I'm really looking forward to having you um, inside the private practice solution and getting to yes. know you um, better and also helping you more, especially with the systems aspect of things. I think that's yes. a way that you'll really um, get some benefit, you know, meeting other private practitioners really around the country, but also um, in Texas. So that if there's yeah. specific Texas issues, um, you'll have that. So anyway, thank you for being a part of that. Oh, and thank, thank you, you for for saying yes to uh, to <laughs> Now that you've listened to the podcast, I hope that you're all fired up to help more people while making more money. If you need help starting or growing your private practice, I can help. I have created tons of high quality resources for beginning through established private practitioners alike to help you save time, money, and confusion. Just visit www.privatepracticeinfo.com and get instant access to everything from startup guides to marketing plans to ongoing support and mentorship and more. Listen, private practice can be complicated, but it doesn't have to be. My job is to simplify the process for you so that you can do what you do best, help people. But first, you have to help yourself. Just go to www.privatepracticeinfo.com and get the resources you need to succeed today. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. 
head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.